0: Welcome to Dad's Off Duty. I am the glorious one, Seth Michaels, joined today by the exalted one,
1: Jason Katie. I am the Al Borland to your Tim Taylor.
0: That um, I don't know how I feel about that one. <clears throat> you're more like my. You're more like the neighbor, Wilson.
1: Oh fuck you! <laughs> How's it going today, Seth? How are How you feeling?
0: You know what? I... I felt worse. I've also felt better. I also ran into a math question that I think I was a little confused by. Somebody told me that 10 plus 10 and 11 plus 11 equal the same number. And 10 plus 10 equals 20, but 11 plus 11 equals 22.
1: I knew where you were going with it right at the beginning because I am such a math nerd. But... Not your best showing.
0: Oh, OK. OK, I got I got I got another one. I got another one. All right. Let's try again. All right. All right. What do you call a dead magician? I don't know. What? An
1: abracadabra. Ah, see, OK, now we're back. <laughs> I like that one. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Hey, I, I got a rant right off the top if I can, if you don't mind. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not a rant. I say I say rant, but. So we got a new pet we have a new family member in the house yeah can you guess what type of pet i got oh fish we already have a fish actually uh, oh. and i was perfectly fine with a fish fish are great fish are like the best pet cat oh god no no my wife's allergic so Funny. you're 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 very close you were like right there a hamster Big bigger a guinea pig there you go guinea pig so we got a guinea pig yesterday as we record this and I w- I would have posted a picture of it to our Instagram already, but I have not yet seen the thing out of the cage because it's been hiding the last 20, 48 hours almost now in their little hidey hole. The thing is so scared to come out of hiding. It has not literally come out in two days. We've put carrot sticks in the cage to just give it some sort of nourishment. And when nobody's around and it's deathly quiet, that's when the guinea pig comes out and grabs it. So is there a guinea pig in that cage? Nobody knows. Maybe. Maybe we have a pet. It's Schrodinger's guinea pig. Exactly. Yeah. We we're at the store. There's a boy guinea pig and a girl guinea pig left. I'm thinking, okay, I already outnumbered me four to one in this family because Gubbles Nemo, our fish, The aforementioned fish is female, according to my kids. And I'm like, we got to get the boy. The boy was in the cage, running around, happy, doing like all sorts of tricks. I think I saw it doing a backflip. And then the girl was just hiding. And I was like, come on. Of course, they want the girl. So we have a very shy guinea pig right now. And maybe in the next week, we will actually see said guinea pig emerge. Maybe.
0: Now, the first pet... I remember having when I was growing up was a hamster named Crackers. Um, Great name. Yeah. I mean, in our family, we name our pets after food because nothing says pet like I'm going to eat you. But pets also never lasted long in our house growing up either. I wonder why that was.
1: (laughs) Is this chicken? No.
0: (laughs) We were poor. So I yeah, oatmeal. What happened to oatmeal? Your dinner. I mean, uh, it ran away last week. No. But yeah, I, I grew up with a hamster for a short while named Crackers, and it also hid. And then when it finally got out, I went to pick it up, and then the bastard bit me. The first memory I have of our hamster Crackers was biting my finger.
1: Then you had hamster nuggets for lunch that day.
0: Yeah, for sure. What now I have to ask, what did what did you guys name it?
1: Oh, well, you know, the girls named it, so Elsa. The name is obviously cutie pie.
0: Oh, cutie pie.
1: So I'm down on my knees crawling up to the cage as quietly as I can because I'm trying to get this thing to warm up to us. And I'm saying, Cutie Pie, Cutie Pie, come on out. Get your get your carrot slice.
0: You have to Get like a piece of like carrot or lettuce or something, just like dangle it right in the cage, just so it, and like hide underneath the uh, the cage so it doesn't see you, and then to traumatize it real bad, as soon as you hear it scuttling out, just like ah!
1: I try that one. Thank you for the tip. Yeah, you're you're welcome. So yeah, that's what's going on in the house.
0: That's that's it. You have to dangle just the tip inside.
1: Are we still talking about hamsters or guinea pigs?
0: Speaking of dangling the tip, we have a new thing that we wanted to talk to you guys about tonight. And now this isn't relevant to Jason's house, but in my house, we have boys. And uh, said boys have to dangle their tips, usually over the toilet. So our topic for the evening is going to be potty training.
1: Every parent's worst nightmare.
0: Now this is something that you wanted to talk about a little bit. How was potty training two girls?
1: So I'm going to start out right off the bat by giving in a thank you to my wife who did a lot of research ahead of time. And I don't know if it's from the research or we just got great kids or what, but potty training for us was pretty easy. So I've got a bunch of tips and hopefully these things work for other folks like they did for us, but I would say in general, though, potty training went really well for us, and I've heard horror stories from other people, and I'm hoping you've got some horror stories to share today. Yeah, that's kind of how it went in our house, if I'm just giving you a general off the top to start. How'd it go for you? Well, so
0: far, we've only had one that's fully potty trained. The other boy is only two, and he is not potty trained, but he is sitting on the toilet at times. So we're moving in the right direction. For him, it's it's not for lack of knowing what it is. It's just for lack of wanting to do the thing. He just doesn't want to sit on the, the toilet. We can't even incentivize him to sit on the toilet. Like we did with our first one. And when we get into tips and tricks and stuff and talking about potty training. Boy number one wasn't that bad. Really easy to incentivize him to do things with like material objects or with treats or something like you would a pet. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy.
1: Yep. We did something similar.
0: Behavioral science to t, positive reinforcement leads to good things. But the second one doesn't understand positive reinforcement. He takes your positive reinforcement and then shits in his diaper on it. <laughs>
1: It's always the second one, man. It's always the second one. Yeah. So I I would say to start off, my wife read a book that she, you know, I talked to her in advance and she gave me a lot of reminders about how this process went. I, it wasn't as clear to me, but off the top, I will say the book that she read and she recommends to any parent that's potty training is called, Oh Crap by Jamie Glowacki. And, um, it really highlights from start to finish. Um, what you should do and some tips and tricks. So we followed that uh, pretty well. And it it worked. Some of the things I guess to start off with is before you even start potty training, you need to make sure that your kids can pull their pants up and down all by themselves. That's kind of step one. So for our kids around 18 months is when we started the process for both of them. So about a year and a half, we said, okay, we're going to get serious and start potty training because at that point we were sick of wiping shit up their backs and sick of changing diapers.
0: Were they blowout kind of gals, you know, just like you said, shit up the backs, just shit volcanoes.
1: We, we had a couple of them. Yeah, we, we had our fair share. And um, luckily I avoided said shit and it was never, you know, sprayed on me. So thank you girls. If you're listening to this and 20 years from now, but, how about you? I've been pretty
0: lucky uh n- never really peed on, never really pooped on now the the wife was giving the boys a bath maybe three four months ago, and giving both the boys a bath at one time and the littlest one shit right in the tub
1: ah. <sighs> I mean was it like diarrhea or was it just like the log?
0: It was like think about like a pig's tail.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's fun. Oh, that's great. I hope nobody's eating during the I mean I mean if you saw the title of this episode you should not be eating right now. Yeah, so I I guess the the first thing we did you know when we started potty training is we got the Fisher-Price learn to flush potty. So it's like this little plastic portable potty that you kind of take anywhere. It's um we ended up basically putting it in our family room because that's where we um, were usually hanging out during that time. You know, we, kids were always around watching TV or playing all their toys were there. So we're like, we're going to put the potty right where they're at because we don't want them trying to have to run a crap way across the house to go to the bathroom. So, so for a few, few months there um, for both kids, we had a, fisher price toilet right in the middle of our family room it worked The kids were getting to the point where they could kind of tell when they would have to go to the bathroom they would just go right to it and for the most part we didn't have too many accidents other than the one time we of course of course this is like during a family party right we had a lot of people around and my oldest daughter is, I gotta go to the bathroom, I go to the bathroom. Well, okay, we had the toilet in the middle. Yes, during a family party, we had our toilet in the middle of the family room because that's how we are. And she pulled out her pants, was running towards the toilet, and she almost made it, but log right in the middle of our family room. Now, thankfully, we had a bunch of family members around, so everybody was really cool and understandable and picked up said log and put it in the right spot.
0: I was going to ask you a question. Okay. Now, you said she was like mid run pants down toward the portable potty, the porta potty in your living room. Did she just like squat? Like did she was going for it and then just squat or did it happen as she was going?
1: The latter. She was yeah, she was doing a run and poop. <laughs> And she felt so bad. She was, you know, obviously she was embarrassed and it was (laughs) poor girl. But, you know, I think we just probably threw some M&Ms her way. I do
0: hope that she's listening to this like 15 years in the future or even better yet, like 10 years. So she's a teenager and (laughs) listening to this like with her friends or something.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, you know, the other thing we did too is we covered all our couches with blankets or sheets so that when they would sit, and I, I should also, I didn't bring this up either. But the time that they were training, the early days, we were kept them with no pants on, no underwear on. So they basically were around, walking around bottomless because they needed to understand if they needed to go, that nothing was going to stop them. So you know, at least when we didn't have parties, It was just us. They would be around bottomless, and we'd be covering up the couches with blankets, sheets, whatever. So if they were sitting there, you know, minimal amount of accidents.
0: Now, this isn't how we potty trained our first one, but that's how my mom said she potty trained us.
1: I want to ask you, being that you have potty trained one boy... How does it work? Like, because they've got a little dangling participle. Yeah. Is that like extra bit of difficulty making sure they're pointing down in the right? I mean, as an adult, I know how to do it, but how can a kid learn that?
0: Yeah. Now, for us, the first part of that was when we first started potty training him, it was you have to sit down to do it before we even tried the, the, the stand and shoot baby, it was, you're sitting down and you know, you, you push it. We had, we had some problems sometimes early on where he would sit down and he did, he forgot to push, push it down in between the legs. And like, it's kind of sprayed, sprayed out a little bit, but yeah, no, get set, sit down, push it down, let her fly. So it it took, it was, it was several months. Maybe like three, four months, I would say, before we even got to the point of trying the the stand, the stand and shoot. That's what I like to call it, the stand and shoot.
1: I'm surprised you did it that early. Like, as if, if I was a dad of a boy, I'd be like, man, you can do that when you're like seven or ten.
0: <laughs> we tried it at three or four months, and after the the potty training started. That's not when we fully adapted. That technique. It was several months further down the road that he's finally like able to understand and get it. The moment of clarity for him came is apparent. Listening to this, we had a pee fight, so uh, he's like to help him understand. I would go to the bathroom next to him, like we would go to the bathroom at the same time, and I, I said, "You have to try and hit." Hit my like where my P is hitting with your P, and that helped.
1: My brother and I used to do that. We, we basically called that playing Ghostbusters, right? Crossing the streams.
0: <laughs> Crossing the streams, yeah. At this point, you were, you know, you were trying to basically cross the streams, though. Crossing streams was was good at the point of entry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, another, another tip uh, that we did is when we were doing the potty training, no drinks in their bedroom, like at night. And prior to that, and even now we give them like a little cup of water by their bedside in case they need it. But, but during, during the time that we were potty training, we wanted to make sure we kind of cut off all drinks, um, maybe half hour, hour before bedtime, because we just wanted them to be as empty bladdered as possible. So no drinks in the bedroom and no drinks right before bed. So that's another thing that we think was a win for us.
0: Yeah, that is, I I think that's important, even for the first, like, year, year and a half post-potty training, I think that's important, Uh, you know, don't, don't give too many drinks too close to, too close to bedtime. (laughs) Now, speaking of drinks, I think it might be Cocktail O'Clock.
1: Hit the music. All right, Seth, I've gone first the last couple times. I would love for you to tell us what you are drinking this week. Please enlighten us.
0: Yes, for this week, due to continuing circumstances, I am drinking. Can you see this on your screen, Jason? I do. What, can, you, can you tell the folks what am I
1: It's an Atlanta company. It, I think it's brewed in Atlanta.
0: Uh, it's cherry flavored. And it used to be made with cocaine, so I'm drinking some cherry coke, yeah, mixing my na- narcotics with my narcotics it's a, I'm having a good time over here, Cherry coke, baby, keeping it keeping it safe, keeping it friendly
1: so as as you're taking a sip, i mean, would you say the cherry is very forward is it a is it a cherry forward drink what kind of notes are you getting there
0: um you know what I think this is aged in maybe like an oak barrel or something before it's processed.
1: Oh.
0: Maybe they put some some cherries in in with the the brew and then what I think they do is they they shake it up really bad and somebody takes a shit in it and and then that's that's what you get cherry coke
1: well that that's right on par with our theme today, taking a shit in it, so that's good that's I, that that's why
0: I added it in there.
1: So I feel like this is not going to be rated very high, but uh, what, what do you think?
0: If I were to rate this, now, I have to say, this is a plastic bottle cherry Coke. This isn't, this isn't canned cherry Coke, and this isn't a glass bottle cherry Coke, which rates higher, of course. But the plastic bottle cherry Coke rates a 2.5 out of 5. If I were to rate this on an alcoholic drink scale, I would, I would rate this a 0 out of five jason because i can't have any alcoholic drinks and it's it's really disappointing because to to mix this with some like rum right now would be fantastic
1: that's what i was thinking man you need a little captain morgan to go with that
0: oh yeah kraken baby
1: all right so i wanted to stay on brand with our topic today of potty training and i thought well i have to have a brown drink i just it, it, come on, it's obvious, right? So I got a brown drink. I'm not sure how well that's coming through in the video, but this is a an Alexander. And you ask yourself, what's an Alexander? Well,
0: what's an Alexander, Jason?
1: Oh, thanks. For the second time in this podcast's history, I've, I'm doing a dessert drink, I'm doing a sweet drink. So the Alexander is named after Alexander II, people think. Like almost all these cocktails, a lot of this history is rumored innuendo and debated. Now, you being the history buff that you are, Seth, who was Alexander II? Do you know?
0: Alexander II was somebody a long time ago. Uh, Probably in Macedonia. Probably has something to do with the late... I'm just kidding. (laughs) Now, are you talking about like... The Russian Alexander II or, like, Alexander's child? Alexander the Great's child.
1: The Russian Tsar.
0: The Russian Tsar.
1: The Russian Tsar Alexander II of the House of Romanov. A lot of people said this was named after him. There's another theory out there that says there was a wedding in 1922 where this drink was created. And the wedding between Princess Victoria Alexandra Alice Mary and... Henry George Charles Lassiz, the sixth Earl of Airwood. I'm doing my best great Game of Thrones impression right now. Uh, <laughs> during that wedding um, is believed to be when this drink was created. Most people think that Troy Alexander, who is a bartender in New York City in a restaurant called Rector's, um, originated this drink. Now, originally, this drink was made with gin, But the version I'm drinking, because I've done enough gin and vodka for a while now, uh, has uh, cognac in it, actually. So what this drink is, is equal parts cognac, creme de cacao, and heavy whipping cream. So you put equal parts of that with some ice, you shake it up, and you strain it into your martini glass. This drink... um, became real popular during the Mary Tyler Moore show because she actually ordered it during an episode where she had a job interview, which I, I I think I need to see this episode. But when a lot of people watch that show, obviously, and the popular, the drink really skyrocketed after that. It's also John Lennon's favorite cocktail, in case you didn't know.
0: I, I didn't. I didn't know.
1: No. Okay. He likened it to a milkshake. And I'm telling you right now, I'm, I'm trying this and milkshake might be right on par there.
0: It looks as thick as a milkshake.
1: It, it's really not. I, I think maybe the video is coming through poorly. It's, it's very much a liquid drink. I mean, I guess there's heavy cream in there, but it's more like a chocolate milk. It's It reminds me a lot of the white Russian that I had a couple weeks back. It's, it's basically an adult chocolate milk. That's kind of how I'm dr- feeling this. I'm drinking it. It's going down really easy, but it's not super delicious. If you like chocolate and you like dessert drinks... By all means, give this a shot. But uh, it's not for me. I'm going to give this two out of five.
0: Yeah, I don't like either of those things. So I, c- I can see that.
1: Yeah, but, you know, if you want to drink a drink that looks like poop, then that may be for you.
0: You What you need to do is get some because you can shape ice cubes. Right. You need to get like a little poop shaped ice cubes and put it in there. That would be perfect.
1: Like put it like a baby Ruth, like right on top.
0: Like little chunks of fudge sickles, dude. <laughs> do you know what I'm talking about? That would be that would be that would be great. That would that would top it off. Delicious. Now, I talked about the wife having to clean up poop in the tub earlier, speaking of leaving fudge sickles in liquid. Did you ever have to do that?
1: Our kids never knock on wood pooped in the tub. I'm I'm sure they peed a ton of times, but never never poop. I will say, though, there is a time where, again, I wasn't part of this, but my wife was taking my kids shopping at Target, and it was during a time when my youngest was learning how to potty train, and so she had just her pants on and no diaper underwear. And, of course, in the cart, just that's a go. Everything. Couldn't hold it, and my wife had to go into the Target bathroom and somehow fix that disaster so bravo honey but that was probably the worst that it was that according to my wife that was that was the worst having to clean up it's it's one thing if it's a diaper right diaper catches everything but
0: oh um that might be the hardest jason ever has made me laugh i was trying not to laugh directly in the microphone but <laughs> that's really funny i mean I, it's fine
1: i mean I wasn't there. You can, you're laughing at my wife at that point, but
0: yeah, I uh I never had to experience that's that's hilarious. Now, we've had plenty of accidents, you know, when Kai was when he was potty training, but you know, nothing nothing in a public setting like that, which which I'm I'm pretty thankful for.
1: You know, the other thing too, another tip. When you are potty training in the early days, make sure when you go out with your kids, you bring a change of clothes and uh, keep that handy because you might, you need that. Now, how did you guys do with pull-ups? Was pull-ups a thing you guys did during this time at all?
0: Yeah, now we, just because I haven't always been physically able to get up and help the kids with the potty training and stuff like that. We never did the no, you know, um, they were, he always was wearing pants and a diaper and stuff like that just because i was never i was never always able to help if if needed but eventually you know the further we got along or the, the basically once he started going consistently uh, once he started were progressing through the potty training that's when we instituted the pull-ups when after the first few times or whatever he started kind of getting it then it's like pull-ups time Because then he started to understand it was easier for him to just drop and go.
1: For us, we didn't even really do it. Especially at night, you know, a lot of folks that we're friends with, when the kids are like three and four, are still putting nighttime pull-ups on them. And, you know, that's, that's an option. But the way that we did it was we basically said, you know, hey, you're going to bed in your underwear, and if you have to go to the bathroom... The little portable potty that we talked about is was in your bedroom go over there and use it if you need to but we just didn't even want to go into that stage for the pull-ups especially at night and we ended up having to avoid that for both girls they never needed them you know the nighttime we didn't really have any too many wet accidents in bed that i can think of uh, how about you nighttime how did that go
0: um it it went pretty well the problem again comes down for us came down to when it he got out of routine especially when i would be able to put him to bed or whatever and then i would have a surgery or something else would go wrong and i wouldn't be able to do that consistently and it threw him out of his routine that's when we would start to see more problems and stuff more nighttime issues is when we weren't able to keep a pretty set routine with him you know it just sucks because there's nothing i unfortunately can do about it but I I mean, I get it. The important thing to remember through all this is just to absolutely never, ever shame your kids about it. Just say, hey, it's not a big deal. It happens. We can clean it up. Not a big deal. It's like you can go to bed without it, you know, without ever realizing it. Another tip for parents are those bathroom proof sheets, like fitted sheets that you can get over the bed are a lifesaver
1: during this time. Yes, we did those as well. You brought up a routine earlier. I, Another tip too, it, I would, when you're going to start the potty training process, make sure you are in a good routine and you're not like about to go on a vacation or you're going to be doing things that are just very much different from your, especially nighttime routine. I would say if you can get into a steady process of, hey, this is every night's going to, every day and night is kind of the same. Maybe they go to school or something during the day or daycare, but. You know, once they're at home, that home time should be as consistent as possible during the few weeks.
0: What Jason has been trying to say for the last 10 minutes is when you are putting your kids to bed and just make sure that you're in a, a routine and it's as consistent as possible. It makes our job as parents much easier when they're consistently doing something like they you go up to bed. You put on or you go up to bed, you put on your pajamas, you brush your teeth, you go to the bathroom, then you get into the bed or whatever, whatever your specific routine routine is probably different than that. But as long as they're doing those same steps and when they wake up in the morning, it's they wake up, they go to the bathroom, they change the clothes, they eat breakfast, so on and so forth. Whatever it is, just try and keep it the same. Um, don't try and start potty training when you're as Jason mentioned, going to go on a vacation, or your husband is going to have hip surgery, or shoulder surgery, or anything like that, it just it just makes it harder to to accomplish those tasks when somebody throws a wrench into the routine. One of the things that I I really wanted to talk about that we kind of foreshadowed earlier is promoting good behavior with like material things with with Kai, our, our first one. What worked for him at first was fruit snacks worked pretty well. And then when we got into pooping on the potty, because that was a little bit harder for him, was going from pee to poop. When we got into pooping on the potty, if he pooped on the potty. We did. He, get, he got a car. He got a little toy car when he pooped on the potty. And then so when he pooped on the potty, he got a toy car. When he started getting better at that, it was when he made it a whole day without going in his pull-up or whatever or anything like that, then he got a toy car. And then when we got, then it was like when he made it two days, and then he got a a toy car. So it's like we kind of progressed the and then eventually it was, he made it a whole week, and then we got him a a, a big prize. A real car. A real car. We got him an an Audi A4.
1: (laughs) Yeah, for us it was M&Ms. M&Ms were the prize for when you went to the bathroom. So the other thing too, the last thing I've got here is that when we did go on the road on trips or even just to the stores, we always brought that porta potty thing that I was talking about in the car. Now it didn't really work out that much. They, the kids didn't really want to use it in the car. You know, we have like a full full size SUV, so like it's very easy to like pull the hatch open and and kind of get them to go that way if they needed to. They used it a few times, but. I think just having that safety net of, you know, there is a toilet here in the car if they have to, you know, if they can't hold it until we get home, if you want to use that tip, bringing it with you, it it can't hurt just having it. I think just as a parent knowing that it's there, maybe will help you feel better.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's that now that's not something that Jennifer and I ever did, but I can totally see why that would be helpful And I could also see why it would be helpful to have the the toilet in the living room. Now, we have bathrooms all over the house, but it's so it would have been we have one right off our living room so that it was right there. But yeah, I could I could definitely see why that would be useful.
1: One that we used was called the Fisher Price Learn to Flush Potty. And as a bonus, it plays awesome music every time you quote unquote flush it, which the kids got a big kick out of doing so. It, it plays a very annoying song that will get stuck in your head. Can you sing it for us? It, it's been a couple years. I don't even remember it. I probably should have. This is when Seth is going to dub this in. He's going to dub the song in right now. Oh, yeah.
0: There you go. Toilet paper, toilet paper, on a The thing, the, the tip I really wanted to mention that helped Now, we didn't, Jennifer and I didn't really do any potty training books, but the tip that helped us kind of determine when he was ready to start potty training was he was able to take a nap, and by the time that he woke up from his nap, his diaper was still dry. That's when we kind of realized, hey, and that was happening consistently, um, or frequently That was the time that we realized it's probably time to start potty training. That happened for him uh, right around, I would say, probably 20 months or so is when he was starting to do that pretty consistently. And then once we started potty training, it was then we noticed that he was waking up in the morning with, you know, well-being dry, so on and so forth. And it, it went pretty smoothly after after that, other than when he just wanted to be stubborn. There were times you just like, I don't care.
1: i do what I want.
0: Shit on grandma's carpet if I want to.
1: So yeah, I am completely out of the potty training days and the diaper days, and I could not be happier. So for those of you who are still dealing with that, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. And you'll get there with your second, Seth. Yeah. You, you gotta be starting pretty soon, right?
0: Yeah, like I said, it's, it's tough right now just because I have... I have good days and bad days and it's just, it's tough to get that consistent schedule down. And it's tough to get that kid to do anything that you, if he doesn't want to do that thing, he's like, sure, I'll, I'll sit in time out for 15 minutes. What are you going to do about it?
1: While I'm in time out, I'm going to shit in my pants just to spite you.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. they you, you, <laughs> he... He gives zero fucks. Honey badger, don't give a fuck. You, if if he doesn't want to do something, there's you can't, you cannot make him do it. The other one, it was great. Like he was worried about disappointing me, so that makes it easy to to discipline this. This one,
1: he he don't give a fuck. Yeah,
0: but this is also the same kid that you know knows all of his shapes and knew all of his shapes and numbers and could point them out and name them by the time he was two as well. Like just <laughs> bonkers. He's starting to use double adjectives. He's like, that's a light blue hexagon, dad. Wow. We're going to try, though. I Once I get past being a, my body being an utter pile of shit, the plan is to do the, you know, just free roam it like you guys did. Just go Just go with the wind, baby, and then try and trying to get him to to realize what's going on, when it's going on. And that's going to be our goal. But I have to get to the point where I'm able to help (laughs) consistently at home before I can do that. That's probably a few weeks away yet.
1: If you need any other encouragement, just think about how much money you're going to be saving when you're not paying for diapers all the time anymore.
0: Yeah, speaking of diapers, uh, Jennifer accidentally just ordered size 6 diapers instead of, like, we have Instacart or whatever, and we got it delivered and she ordered size 6. He's definitely not size 6. She bought, like, $50 worth of size 6 diapers.
1: Yeah, we we ended up having a lot of extra diapers in, like, the largest size that we had, uh, just because body training went a lot quicker than we thought. So, yeah, we ended up giving a lot of diapers away.
0: Now, that's one thing I've heard, though, is that potty training is way easier for girls than it is for boys. So maybe you just got lucky having having two girls. Or maybe you're just a really good parent. Give yourself a little pat on the back for the great job you did.
1: I will. Thank you. It's all me. It's, it's really all me. And, you know, uh, if you can strive to be as amazing as me, then your kids will... No, I'm just kidding.
0: It had nothing to do with your wife reading that book.
1: <laughs> oh, it had absolutely everything to do with my wife reading the book, doing the research, putting in the time while I was at work. So, but, but you know, it, on the weekends, it helped having two parents there. Like you alluded to, it's it's hard right now if if it's just Jen and Jen's working during the day. So that's why I said, make sure you're not uh, going on vacation or you're you're doing something that's completely out of the norm. If you can like have a long stretch, like you've got like a long like four day weekend or something, that's honestly the time to start. Um, if you've got like a you know winter break or a spring break coming up again, if you're going to be home, that's that's the time to do it, man. Pull the trigger. Eighteen months or so, that's around the sweet spot. And like you said, I think I think the whole uh, their diaper is dry for hours at a time. You know, they're 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 learning to hold it, and that's. Those are all good signs.
0: I agree. I don't really have uh, too much else to talk about with, uh, with potty training.
1: I think, I think we solved it. I think we just solved it.
0: We solved potty training for all parents out there. You're welcome. And if you guys have any potty training tips, something that Jason and I may have missed, not just because we were more spectators than anything else during this process, but if you have any tips that we may have missed, please reach out to us on our social media, including Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, of which we'll have the all of those things into the description for the episode, including our email to dadsoffduty at gmail.com. That's the number, two, dadsoffduty at gmail.com.
1: Little Birdie told me that we would also be getting a TikTok very soon. Is that is there any truth to that rumor?
0: Yes, I have started a TikTok. But so far, it's made mostly uh, just history stuff. But you can follow me, Seth4Nerds. Same thing as my Twitter handle. I try and keep it simple. But yeah, we are going to be sharing TikTok videos of drink making, drink having, and probably making fun of our children so i can't wait
1: as soon as this almost 40 year old can figure out how to work tiktok yes we'll make that happen oh
0: now okay hold on speaking speaking of that so i not in the tiktok game right at all jennifer was like you should do tiktok you should join tiktok or whatever and then I realized that it might be beneficial for the podcast. And I was like, I don't understand this at all. All of these videos are horrible. Why do people do TikTok? And you really have to, like, get through a lot of bad stuff on TikTok before you start, like, narrowing it down to stuff you want to watch. It is, it is not fun. It's not good content.
1: But ours will be.
0: Yeah, ours will be great content because we're funny sometimes. But yeah, so you can follow me at TikTok at seth for nerds
1: And the last thing I will mention is that we are still looking for an intern, so please submit your resumes to twodadsoffduty at gmail.com.
0: And if you would be so kind to do that be- before the following week because if we have another episode like tonight, I'd really love to hire somebody to stitch this shit together so I don't have to. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, my internet. Just hates me tonight, so apologies. well, we're at the end of the episode, but if this completely sucked uh, on my end, that's why. So sorry on that note, if
0: you're a dad out there or if you're a parent and you've had it up to here with the the potty training, uh, hopefully you enjoyed this episode. Have yourself a drink and stay off duty.